You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. sensuality and sexuality meet it's a really beautiful experience i i actually say that like we can't have the best sex of our lives if sensuality is not a part of it hello honey and welcome to honey do me podcast i'm Cass, and i'm emma and we're just two gals looking for a good lay aren't we all (laughs) but when it comes to sex we're just as lost as you and have no idea what we're doing luckily we will stop at nothing to get the answers we need cue our expert guests we're ready to overshare and ask all the embarrassing questions so you don't have to by the end of every episode you will be dripping in actionable steps and ready to take on the damn world or at least take it from behind <laughs> <laughs> so tell us honey how, how do, do you do you Lint roll that bitch. Lint roll that bitch. I am a huge fan of lint rollers. Like, I don't know if I can express how important a good heavy duty lint roller is to me. What's funny is that you'll you'll have lint rollers for sure. Yeah. But then you'll carry a full size lint roller. Like you don't get the cute little compactable ones. No, I have a I have a really cute little compactable pink one. I ran out of the little sheets for it and then and honestly, sometimes she can't do the job. I know. Like I have two dogs one with long hair that's both white and black and then one with short black hair and it is i will be (laughs) do we need i go on (laughs) need i say more bitches understand bitches if you know you know the girls who get it get get it it. and the girls who don't don't are you new here i wish i was a girl who didn't get it (laughs) for the record i wish i didn't have to say so many tiktok sounds yeah i live my life through tiktok sounds personality i know tiktok took me down (laughs) it took me by the color and it took me down and it has me it has me tight it's not gonna let go anytime soon i don't like this voice okay i like it a lot actually We can do a lot of voices. I think that's why we started a podcast, because we are voice actors and podcasters' bodies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, those are both the same thing, you know? Yeah. I think we're not just for radio. We got a face for TV. We can have a face for TV. I was just going to say, I know. I was saying, like, we've got a face for podcasting. (laughs) We've got got an ugly mug, and that is... (laughs) Only good via radio Emma asked wave. asked me for something, and I said, not with that ugly mug. Not with that ugly mug. So now I just call her an ugly mug. Yeah. That's just the funniest way to call someone butt ugly. It is. Because <laughs> it's also, it doesn't hurt that bad for some reason. Get that ugly mug. Out of my out fucking of my crotch. Fuck. <laughs> out of my fucking crotch. I hate that word. Crotch? crotch. It's my least favorite word. You could say anything else to me. Go. Cock crotch. Okay, <laughs> that has the word crotch in it. <laughs> um, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, squirt. 
That's fine. Squirt is fine. Squirt is fine. I have no no visceral reaction. Um. Oh God, I don't have anything else. I don't have any other words. Moist doesn't bother me even a little. Moist is so hyped these days. I'm so numb to it. Where's the hype, baby? Where's the- <laughs> not worth the hype. Not worth the hype. What other? Uh, I don't know. Supreme is one of my favorite words. <laughs> Supreme. But I think it's because it sounds like it reminds me of whipping cream. It sounds like Taco Supreme. Yeah. From Taco Bell. I used to work Hi, welcome to Welcome to Honey Do Me. I'm I'm Cass. And I'm Cass. <laughs> no, I'm Cass. <laughs> no, I'm the cat food. And I'm Emma. And we're just two girls <laughs> floating along. I hope you're still here. We have a really good episode in store. I know. We're we like to give you the mess at the we like to bookend with a mess mm-hmm. because we want you to know it's okay to be messy. It's okay to be messy. And we know how much you look up to us. And I just want you to know that even your role models are a Did little you messy. Say role models? Role models. Oh, I don't think you said your L when you said it. I don't think you heard my L. Your role models. Your ugly mug doesn't have any ears. I said role models. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a hard job, but we all have hard jobs. But we're here. <laughs> but, but we all have hard jobs. But I show up. Yeah, it's it always, it, mm. I love it, and it feels very special, but when somebody calls us confident, it always blows my mind a little bit, because it's like, who are you talking about? Also... It's it's deceiving because uh-huh. we have all the confidence in the world when we're talking to each other. I right can't, here, I can't see you, <laughs> right. the listeners. I don't know if you're there. I don't know if you're not. So mm-hmm. I have I have the confidence of the, an the, elephant. An ele- <laughs> Name a more confident animal. Go of an elefante. Yeah, uh, sitting here right now. And I'm not scared of anything. No, not even elephants. Not even elephants. Is there an animal you're afraid of? Mm, no, I'm afraid of people dressed as animals. Would be. I don't like mascots. That's I so hate weird. Mascots. It's terrifying. They're not even a little bit. So furry convention would be. It's out of the game for me. I hate when I can't see what's underneath the mask. We had plans to go to a furry convention. I know. You were just gonna go. You were just gonna I like gonna suck it up, pop a Xanax, and just for the business. Yes. Yeah. I just I hate. Zanny or die. Mascots so much. Oh. It's visceral. It's a visceral fear. <laughs> Talk about a visceral reaction. Yeah. You think you hate crotches. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate, hate mascots. mascots. It's really true. Huh. Do you hate anything? Whales. I don't hate them. They scare me. Are you kidding? I don't hate them. I have no ill will towards whales. I, I hope they survive us. I hope they beat us all. <laughs> I hope <laughs> they, they win. I hope they win. I really do. I, I really do. I wish the best for them. Uh-huh. I just don't want them to touch me. I don't want to do this anymore. Let's talk about the podcast episode we have today. We're here to talk about sensuality. Sensuality. Yeah, we are. We're just the sensual. Sensual people. So it's a solo episode. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Absolutely not. We literally have no idea how to be sensual or what. I had no idea what sensuality meant to me. Exactly. Or if I did, I was wrong. (laughs) So we went out there and we found the world's coolest, most beautiful sensualist. Mm-hmm. Um, and their name is Evian Whitney. Yes. And they are, in addition to a sensualist, a sexuality doula, a sex educator, and just a goddamn angel. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I went in expecting just how to learn to be sensual. Mm-hmm. 
came out with how sensuality will change your life. Your fucking <laughs> life. Like literally this yeah. is a game changer. As wild and messy as that intro was, this episode is so important is so to your well-being. Important. And it's just crazy. It transcends sex mm-hmm. and it just goes into who you are as a person, who you are to other people. Exactly. And how you bring happiness and like pleasure into your life. Exactly. And then it is in that way it is so important to your sex life. Yes. It's like so broad and big and overall life-changing, but it's so applicable to your sex life at the same time. Like there are actionable sex-related steps that you're going to get from this as Mm -hmm. always. As always. And so it's just, it's just beautiful. And it's like a different perspective to Mm -hmm. sex and sexuality and sensuality than like I think we've had on the podcast so far. It's just 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. So enjoy. Yeah. And I guess we'll see you on the other side. Hi, everyone. I am Evian Whitney. My pronouns are they and she. I am a sexuality doula, a sex educator, and a sensualist. And I wrote the book called Sensual Self. And I also have a podcast of the same name. Beautiful. And your your sound and your voice are just so enchanting, by the way. <laughs> like, oh, it's very well, nice you. to listen to you. I've listened to your podcast as well. And it's very like, it draws you in. So mm-hmm kudos on that. (laughs) Um, thank you. (laughs) So I think we want to start off today with like really defining what sensuality is, um, and then kind of going from there. So would you mind giving us a basic definition? Yeah. So the way that I think about sensuality as someone who is a forever student of this as a practice is sensuality is about being in your body. It's about being connected to your physical body and not just your physical body. It's also about being connected to your emotional body, your pleasure body, um, basically all of your senses. And the way that I discern sensuality from sexuality is that sensuality has been really sexualized in our culture. So I think a lot of us have heard sensuality and thought like, wait, doesn't that mean sex or doesn't that mean sexuality? And so the way that I like to discern it is that sensuality is about a personal experience that you are having with your body outside of a sexual context. It could be within a sexual context, of course. Um, And then, you know, we could talk about that, but I see sensuality as being completely separate from sexuality. Like sexuality is what you do when you are having sex, when you are Mm -hmm. being a sexual person, when you are exploring your sexuality, whereas sensuality is about exploring your body, exploring Mm -hmm. what makes you feel good outside of a sexual context uh, within your body, and also creating this connection with yourself that isn't so dependent on somebody else, um, Mm -hmm. but is more so about the personal and private and very intimate relationship that you have with your own self. Mm -hmm. Whenever I've pictured sensuality, I've always assumed it to be within a sexual context and to be as it being viewed by someone else. Like, oh, they think I'm Mm -hmm. a sensual being. And in that, I assume that I'm like coming off as a seductress. I'm like Mm -hmm. the siren over here in the corner being a sensual... Or in the bed, I guess, wherever I'm, I'm doing sex <laughs> and like assuming that like it's something to be viewed and to like be like oozing off of me, mm-hmm. um, sensuality. So that's like a good differentiation for me. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause it's kind of what popped into my head was that whole, like, you know, a rectangle is a square, but a square is not a rectangle. Okay. Or wait, no. Is it the opposite? I don't oh know where God. you're going. Now I don't even know where I'm going, <laughs> but it is really interesting. Cause it. It's also 
I feel like if you get more in touch with your sensuality, that would deeply impact your sexuality and your experience mm-hmm. of sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you're not wrong. Like I have also had the same sort of indoctrination of what sensuality is like, uh, you know, the way that I was brought up thinking about sensuality is that it's about performance. It's about what mm-hmm. someone is witnessing you do as a way to titillate them, uh, be an inspiration for their sexual or erotic imaginations. And that's not to say that that can't happen within sensuality, but my work has been both like personally and professionally, like what does it look like to be a sensual being without sex being at the center of it? Because Mm -hmm. I believe that we are sensual beings as we are here, as we are breathing, as we are talking to each other, because if, if you have a body, you are sensual. And so I personally love this idea that sensuality is its own separate experience from Mm -hmm. sexuality, because then it allows me to create different connections to my body that maybe I wouldn't create within a sexual context, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the other piece that I'll say about that too, is that in my line of work, I've heard sometimes, not all the time, that people will sort of give themselves permission to feel the full spectrum of pleasure when they are in a sexual experience. But that's like the only place that they allow themselves to explore their pleasure. Like maybe they'll have fleeting moments of pleasure where like, oh, I just ate something really yummy. Okay, then it's gone. Um, But it's only within a sexual context that they're like, okay, here is where I'm allowed to savor. Here's where I'm allowed to explore. And so with sensuality, the thing that I am always trying to do within my own work um, is think about like, okay, I am a pleasurable or I I have the capacity to experience pleasure on multiple levels outside of a sexual context. What does that look like? What Mm -hmm. does that feel like? Um, And sort of like bringing in that same essence of connection and intimacy and vulnerability and self-awareness that we would find in a sexual interaction and just taking it out of the bedroom and applying it to the relationship that we have with ourselves. It's, it's so much about being connected to the body. Um, and also that connection to the body isn't always pleasant. You know, I think that's another reason why we might've conflated sensuality to sexuality is that like sex for the most part, for a lot of us feels pretty good. Um, and so this idea that sensuality wouldn't be anything other than feeling good makes people a little uncomfortable. But the truth is, is that if you're carving out time to be with your body, you're undoubtedly going to experience some not comfortable feelings, sensations, thoughts, or experiences in your body because having a body sometimes is hard. You know, mm-hmm. there's pain and there's trauma and there's anxiety and depression. And so sensuality for me isn't just about eating something really delicious and having your whole body sort of undulate as you're, you know, eating it. It's also about like, what is my emotional state right now? And how is that emotional state keeping me from being in union with myself? It's like really taking a very honest look at what's going on in your body at any given time. Would you be able to give some like concrete examples of like everyday activities where we could really bring in more sensuality or like really try and connect to that sensuality? I think it would be helpful just because it is kind of a hard concept to Mm -hmm. grasp and you're explaining it beautifully. And I think I understand, but I would love some more, like, like what you said with, you know, eating something really delicious. Like how can't, I don't know. I just bring attention and intention. It's like, I'm not 
eating intentionally yeah. necessarily. <laughs> and so I, I don't know, like, how can I bring that into those everyday moments? Yeah, it's all about intention. It's all about intention. And it's all also about seeing yourself as being a sensual being, even when you don't think that you're being sensual, because I think the reason why maybe the idea or like the sexualization of sensuality feels easier is because we have like a particular framework and image for it. Like we can, we can emulate that. That's really easy. You know, we wear low cut shirts or we show lots of skin or we walk in a certain way. And this idea of sensuality being a personal experience that nothing, no one can take away from you is kind of like, okay, but what the fuck is it? Right. Exactly. Um, Yes. So the way that I think about sensuality is in very small and intentional uh, practices or experiences that we create for ourselves. So, you know, if sensuality is about the body, sensuality is also about mindfulness. So body mindfulness. And so a practice that would be really good for that is like taking some time in the morning and feeling your body. You know, how often are we connected to our body so much that we remember that we have a body, you know, Mm -hmm. so many of us are running around, moving so fast. Uh, Sensuality asks that we slow down and we feel and we ground into the experiences of our senses. And so a really quick practice that people can do to just like explore what being sensual is, is like lay flat on your back, put one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly and just breathe and notice like, what are the physical sensations coming up in my body right now? And really tuning into the fine, small, tiny moments. You know, I think sometimes we're, we're so overstimulated. And so like, I think we can forget that our bodies feel an experience and like give messages on such a small level. So like, what does it feel like to feel your breath going in and out of your nostrils? Like, can you tune into that sensation? Um, What do you hear in this moment? And maybe you're not hearing anything, but can you like, what does that sound like? Like, what does it sound like to like tune into that silence or tune into that faint buzzing of your refrigerator? It's like the way that I think about sensuality is that it's the process of paying attention with your senses. It's like bringing your entire body online and being so awake within your senses that you are noticing everything and that you're able to hold space for that as well. Um, So laying down flat on your back is a really great way to just like tune into your body. Like, what does your body feel like? Mm -hmm. You know, what does it feel like when it's laying on the ground? Where do you notice the ground making contact with your body? Does that feel good? Does it feel weird? Um, and also going into uh, the emotional landscape as well, you know, because it's not just about what's going on physically. Like, what are the emotions that are coming up for me right now? Do I feel anxious? Okay, where does that anxiety land in my body? Do I feel that in my gut? Okay, what does that feel like in my gut? Does it feel like a drop? You know, it's just, it's about bringing so much attention and intention to the way that we are moving in the world And the only way that we can experience sensuality um, in all of its forms is if we slow down, you know? So whether that is laying flat on your back and breathing or eating your favorite meal and savoring every single bite, like in order to do that, you have to slow down and you have to, you have to pause, you have to be still. And so any space that you can be in where you're able to do that, where you're able to slow down and pay attention with your senses, you are being sensual. It helps when you brought up that definition of like senses, like your sense 
shul, you know, like you're using your senses (laughs) Mm -hmm. to tune in around you. And not that every single self-practice has to have a purpose or has to have like an overarching benefit, but it does sound like this helps you navigate yourself a little bit better. And I just would like to maybe bring up a few more like other benefits of really tapping into your sensuality and understanding how those emotions pop up. Like what does that do for you? What does like slowing down do for you? Kind of like the why was yeah, coming like into my why? head and it felt like mm-hmm. a very type A question, but like why exactly. should we? Exactly. And like it almost felt sassy. And like I feel it in my body is like, <laughs> yeah, but why should I? Mm-hmm. So yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, <sighs> Oh my gosh, there's so much stuff coming up. I mean, one, I think that it feels good to be connected to ourselves. It feels good to um, prioritize what is coming up in our bodies. I mean, sometimes it can feel good. I I don't want to say that the experience can feel good, but I do think that this process and practice of being in union with ourselves is really, really important. And I know that for me, I spend a lot of time feeling really fragmented. Um, You know, my mind is here, but I'm multitasking and I've got like five tabs open on my computer and I've got like eight apps buzzing for me and my attention. And so the idea of slowing down allows us to really take pause and ask ourselves like, what am I feeling in this moment? What do I need in this moment? Um, What is my body saying to me? Like our bodies talk to us all of the time. They're constantly giving us information. They're constantly asking us for things. And we live in such a frenetic and fast paced world that we don't get the chance to, um, to really sit down and pay attention to that. And so when we have these moments where we're able to connect to our bodies and listen to the voice of our bodies, like we have more of an opportunity to bring a sense of like intelligence around like, Oh, I know what, I know what I need. Like, I know what my body needs because I listen to it most of the time. Like mm-hmm. when right. my body is asking me to rest, I know exactly what that physical sensation feels like. Or when I have a desire to eat something delicious or go outside, I know exactly what that, how that shows up in my body. Like it just creates um, so much body literacy, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's a fun way to do it. You know, I mean, there's yeah. this, this, this method that I'm talking about is really just about like body mindfulness. And I like the idea of framing it from this place of sensuality because like sensuality is accessible to all of us. Like we all have a body and we all have the ability to at least take a moment, whether that's five minutes or 30 seconds to just like take a breath and feel into our bodies. And there's so much power and potency in doing that, um, especially in a world that is constantly trying to take us out of our bodies. Mm -hmm. Something that we've talked about a lot on the podcast is how in order to, you know, be with a partner and get pleasure out of sex with that partner, it's really important that you know what you want and you know what you actually like and what brings you pleasure. But it's always kind of like, okay, but I don't know. So like, how do I figure it out? And it's like, Mm -hmm. masturbation is a great way, but this feels like a very accessible way to start learning what you like and what you need. Even if it isn't in a totally sexual way, I feel like that would transfer over Mm -hmm. really beautifully. And also with like stuff that comes up in your body when you are going into like maybe your own masturbation practice or being with a partner, like anxiety that comes up in your body and like kind of identifying where that is. Because when you were speaking just now, it was like, oh my gosh, I feel like that would be perfect for where I'm at right now. Like today I am just so overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And it's like Mm -hmm. you almost get so frazzled that you're like, you don't know where to turn to -hmm. calm down. But it sounds like this could be a really great practice to start doing to like 
just check in with yourself first and you forget how important like it is to ask yourself first what it is that's going on. Um, but it just sounds like it's a great tool to use in almost any situation where you feel mm -hmm. like an, another emotion coming up or something to tune into. Yeah. I mean, when you know yourself, you can better communicate your needs and your likes and dislikes to the people around you, whether those are your sexual partners or just family members, friends, lovers, whatever. Um, and I think that that is why sensuality is so beautiful is that like, yes, it works in platonic land, but it also works in sexy land too, you know, mm -hmm. because if I know what it feels like in my body to feel fully pleasured because I've spent all day nourishing myself, listening to my body, taking time to rest, feeding myself foods that make me feel good, setting up boundaries that create this container of the prioritization of my pleasure. When I come into a sexual context, I'm not going to settle for anything less. Right. Like I'm going to be like, I know what this feels like. I know what it feels like to feel pleasure. I know what it feels like to feel softened and open and receptive. I know what it feels like to um, have all of my senses heightened I want that experience in the bedroom as well. Like I want my sexual experiences to be like that. And so, um, yeah, when, when sensuality and sexuality meet, it's a really beautiful experience. I, I actually say that like, we can't have the best sex of our lives if sensuality is not a part of it because we have sex with our bodies, you know, mm -hmm. and our bodies have to be fully online or connected in that experience for us to like have the best sex of our lives. So yeah, sensuality is really important. Very important. That was a beautiful transition mm -hmm. into yeah. where we wanted to go next. <laughs> yes. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. um, we really want to talk about bringing sensuality into our sexual experiences. And we'd love to start off with masturbation practices. And I guess the first question would be like how to do it, like how to start bringing you know, your sensuality into your masturbation practice. Um, if you have like a simple answer for that, great. Or if you yes. want to walk us through like an example, an example or yeah, mm -hmm. however you want to do that would be beautiful. Yeah. My, my mind is going so many different directions. <laughs> I love these questions. Um, yeah. I mean, the first thing that popped into my head is slow down. You know, um, I, I feel like sex happens so fast, like sex with ourselves, sex with other people can happen really, really quickly. And the way to incorporate more sensuality into your sex life is to slow down. Like don't, don't go straight for the vibrator or the, the toy that gets you there. Like, what does it look like for you to linger with your own senses and to be with your own body? Um, and maybe that looks like giving yourself foreplay. You know, I think sometimes we forget that sex with ourselves is sex, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, having that kind of, uh, foreplay can create even more intimacy. It can create, um, more information about what makes us feel good. So the first thing that I would say is to like slow down. Like if it takes you 30 minutes to get off, 15 minutes to get off, see if you can stretch that to like 45 minutes or 60 minutes. Like what could you do? And I'm sure you can think of all kinds of things you could do. Like <laughs> maybe, maybe for you, sex doesn't start, sex with yourself doesn't start in the bedroom. It starts like right before when you're taking a bath and you're feeling the water on your skin and you're looking at the way that your skin is glistening in the bathtub and you're seeing like the lights of, you know, the candles around you, like that can be a part of the sexual experience for you. So I would say slow down, draw it out. And also, um, I mean, these are tips that you can also do in your 
uh, sexual relationship with other people. But I would say like maybe also incorporating like stimulating each of your senses as you are having sex with yourself or having sex with a partner or before you're having sex with a partner, like eat something really delicious and take your time and feel the sensation of like what it feels to eat something really good. Touch yourself in ways that are not just like going straight to the genitals, but massaging yourself, touching your shoulders, looking at your hands, feeling your face, um, doing the same thing, put on some music, you know, while you're masturbating. Um, I mean, just going down the line and really like, like drawing out this experience and making it as um, scrumptious as possible. Scrumptious is a weird word. I don't yeah. know why that came out. But I'll use that. I'm like, I never say scrumptious. I know. That's so weird. It's like when I said oozing earlier. Like, it's just sometimes things just fit for weird reasons. Yeah. I, ugh, I don't want to use that word ever again. But That's hey, it came so, through. It so. came through. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, you brought up one thing that I have a question about because we are avid toy <laughs> users yeah when you said Advocates. 30 minutes i was like I, it takes me about 20 seconds so yeah i'm doing saying, it wrong I, when, when i heard myself say 30 minutes i was like evian come on now yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know that nobody out here with one of those suction vibrators yeah. are out here doing it for 30 minutes please yeah I meant 30 exactly seconds. i see it seconds. and i like start to have a pre-orgasm so yeah it does not it. take me that long but i get it I would love to know ways that we could be more sensual with toys and like slow down with toys if you feel like that's a like that's something you really love to incorporate in your masturbation practice. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that there's anything wrong or anything unsensual about mm-hmm. getting off in 30 seconds, yeah. you know, especially if it's like the best 30 seconds, 15 <laughs> seconds of your life, right? Uh-huh. And like you're Absolutely. fully in it and you are like like everything, your whole body feels like it's buzzing. Like sensuality is not meant to be fleeting, but if you're like in that moment fully and you can really savor that quickness, like that's a sensual moment. So Mm -hmm. I really want to make that clear. Like sensuality, there's slowness in sensuality, but it's not slowness in the sense of like, I got to use my hand now. I would actually, I will say this. I would, I would actually encourage people to just try it as a practice, just to throw it out there. Like maybe try not using your vibrator for like the first five minutes Mm -hmm. and seeing if there's ways that you can connect with yourself and connect with your body, connect with your sexuality without the use of a toy. I say this as someone that is like married to my WeVibe touch. I fucking love that vibrator. (laughs) I've had it for six years. I will never use anything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I also love the experience of feeling myself with my own hand and how much of an intimate experience that is. And it also helps like, create a little bit more um, space for my orgasm to come through and, you know, it inspires me a little bit more. So I want to throw that out there for folks. If they're Mm -hmm. like married to their vibrator or their dildo or whatever, just to like try, try something new and it doesn't have to be forever, but just Mm -hmm. see what it, it feels like, see what new sensations come through and new information about your sexuality comes through without the use of a, of a toy. Um, I think that in terms of actually using toys for sensuality, the best way that I can think about like bringing in some mindfulness and maybe even some slower energy without literally taking the vibrator or the toy away is the breath. Um, Mm -hmm. Breathing is such an important part of like 
everything. Like literally we would not be here if we were not breathing, but the breath is a really beautiful way to slow us down and connect us to our bodies. So the next time that you're in the sack with yourself and you're having a moment with your vibrator, whatever it is, um, instead of, you know, breathing shallowly, because that's typically what we do when we're excited and we're, you know, about to get there, deep in the breath, you know, mm-hmm. so breathe very deeply into the belly, exhale deeply out the mouth and just slow it down a little bit. And that is just, and you can still use your vibrator while you're doing this, but just as a way to like, Oh, what does the breath give me in this moment? Like what, how does the breath perhaps heighten this arousal or heighten the excitement that I'm having with myself in this moment. And again, these are things that you can also do with a partner as well. Um, but I would, yeah, I would, I would, uh, encourage folks to maybe play with the breath a little bit to breathe Mm -hmm. a little deeper Mm -hmm. while they're having sex with themselves. I love those answers. And I'm so glad you didn't say throw away your toy because (laughs) I just wouldn't, you know, like, I feel like there is judgment around using toys, but there there really is. There really is. I mean, I, and I, I will, I will stand up and say that like, I was someone early in my career that was like, you shouldn't use vibrators. Like Mm -hmm. the real sexually liberated women is the one that can just like come with their fingers. Right. Um, And thankfully I have gotten out of that rhetoric (laughs) because I realized that when I was thinking about that and like applying this to myself, I wasn't having sex with myself very much. Mm -hmm. And that's not because I didn't enjoy touching myself. It just, you know, sometimes you just want to come and it's Mm -hmm. not about like trying to have sacred sex with yourself. It's just like, I need to get off. I want to go to bed. I've got a headache. Let me whip out a vibrator. So I am a full proponent of vibrators, sex toys. I see them now as tools that we can use to interact with our sexuality and learn more things about who we are as sexual beings and ignite some more, you know, interest and curiosity. Uh, And I think that there are ways to do it. Um, where you're not being as mindful, but also I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, even mm-hmm, if you whip mm-hmm. out a vibrator and you're like not connected to your body or your breath, if you have an orgasm, like that's, that's exactly what in. it's designed yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. And it's that also it's that you're listening to that small thing inside of you. That's like, you're tired. You want to go to bed, but you also want an orgasm. So I feel like in that sense, yes. you are still practicing Absolutely. sensuality in like a smaller scale way. Um, but when you're also saying breath, I was thinking about how like, I'll tense up nine times out of 10. I tense up my body when I can feel it like Mm -hmm. an orgasm coming, but it's also, that would be a fun tool to like play with as, or a fun experience to play with as well to like lengthen that time. Mm -hmm. Cause like, that's like a quick, that's like a punch to the gas. If I like (laughs) tense up my body, you know, like that Mm -hmm. really helps. So I feel like playing with that and breath. Maybe I could do a 30 minute at that point. <laughs> I'll have Listen, to work there, I, but I would be really curious to know. Cause one, one thing that I have noticed when I try to do this and like, I know that I just said so many lovely things about vibrators, but the one thing that I personally don't like about them is that they can get me there too fast. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And like, there are some times Absolutely. where like, I kind of want it to last a little longer. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to feel into my body a little bit more. And especially with um, some of the vibrators that are out on the market, it's like they're fucking buzz saws and they can get you there like that, which again, there's a time and place for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're someone that really wants to draw it out and like have sex with yourself, like, make love to yourself. If that's like your rhetoric, um, I would strongly suggest like trying the breathing technique. What I've noticed is that with vibrators, um, and typically with vibrators that, you know, you apply on the clitoris, 
Is this getting too graphic? I don't know. Not at all. I've literally (laughs) talked about how I have a loose butthole because (laughs) anal sex was easy for me. So So. we're still in the G rated stuff for us. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Um, So yeah, when I, when I think about vibrators and especially vibrators that focus only on the clit, it's like, that's all that there is. You can just feel that one point. It's the where that's where your mind is focused. It's where your eyes are focused. But with the breath, what happens is that like that, that arousal moves from this tiny point or this tiny area of your body. And it just sort of flows out to your arms and your fingers and your legs and your toes. And like, suddenly your whole body feels like it's aroused as opposed to it's just my, it's just my pussy that's aroused. Mm -hmm. So like, that's what I've explored and experienced when I lengthen with the breath, it almost brings the arousal throughout my whole body as opposed to being in this one area, which again, you know, there's a place and time for all of it. But if folks want a little bit more diversity or just want to explore different ways of having sex with themselves, like I highly recommend it. Absolutely. I feel like it makes sense too. It's like giving your body some time to like disperse the energy a mm-hmm. little bit yeah. too. Because other in 10 seconds, it's just not enough time. Just not enough time. <laughs> can't yeah. move. If you have the energy, like practicing that longer, like mm-hmm. I've already, so I have um, a toy at home that I'm really excited to use tonight probably after this conversation mm-hmm. and I already have like 17 different ideas of how to like <laughs> lengthen that process <laughs> for myself nice. to like keep me entertained until the big finale that's another question that I have though is if you are easily oh, distracted yeah. or you're somebody who's like has trouble really getting into your body or me I'm talking about me <laughs> um so it's like what are is it the body scan then like what are some things that I can do in that moment to be like no I really do want to lengthen this I do really want to be here in my masturbation practice like I'm How not trying to this. think about whatever I have to do tomorrow mm. yeah um I hate to sound like a broken record but the breath mm-hmm. I would really I would really employ the breath there um there's something about the breath that can completely connect us back into our bodies. Mm -hmm. And this is a tip that I give to clients of mine who are like, I want to have sex without my brain getting in the way. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I would be fully in a sexual experience if I weren't thinking about my groceries that I need to get tomorrow or the to-do list that I forgot to like complete at work, you know? Um, And again, I think that this is a product of a culture that we live in that prioritizes people who move fast, who are... um, what is it called? It, the the word is escaping me where you do multiple things at a, at a pretty fast time. Multitasking. Multitasking. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> where like we, we celebrate and congratulate multitaskers when like really we should make time and space to like focus on one thing at a time, mm-hmm. which is basically what sensuality is about. Um, and the breath is a really great way to be like, oh yes, I am here now. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. I have a body that breathes. Oh yes. I have a body that is alive. And I say this as someone who has general uh, anxiety disorder. (laughs) So like, I get that. Like the brain, my brain is so fucking talkative. Um, And it can be really difficult to get it to shut up for a moment so that I can be like, I want to fucking have an orgasm. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, But yes, what I found for me is that anytime I can feel my brain kind of going up here, thinking about all the things, it's like, oh, wait, let me catch that and bring that energy down. Actually, a technique that... um, that I've tried on myself and also with clients in the past is like, think of that energy, that very talkative, heady, like you got all this stuff up here, like over your head. It's like 
at least for me, when I'm overthinking, I feel like I'm in like fucking la la land. Like I'm Mm -hmm. up in the cosmos and I'm thinking about literally everything. And so rather than being like, wait, you got to come back into the body, sort of like visualizing that energy, sort of like this bolt of light and just pretend that as you are breathing in, that energy is going straight from your head and all the way down into your pussy. (laughs) And like thinking about like, okay, there is energy here, but let me bring it down into my body or let me bring it down into my heart space or let me bring it down into my belly. And that can be a way that sort of visualization can be a way to think about like, okay, Yes, I'm overthinking, but I can take that energy and bring it down um, and ground it back into myself if that's helpful or useful for anyone. In terms of breathing, do you have any breathing patterns that you really like Mm. and that you've found really helpful? Yeah, I think, um, well, so I'm a... um, I am a certified breath worker, so I know a little bit about the breath. One thing that I know is that if, um, and I don't know, I've never actually tried this in a uh, a sexual context because typically I'm already breathing fast and shallow because, you know, we're having sex Mm -hmm. or I'm having sex. Um, But I I know that when I'm in a breathwork experience outside of a sexual context, breathing faster helps solve the the overthinking mind. Mm -hmm. So... um, that might be something that folks can try if, you know, maybe if they are in a space where they're thinking too much during sex, maybe creating a little bit more of a faster pace with the breath. If that doesn't work, which, you know, like I said, I'm just like spitballing this here. I haven't tried it yet. So um, to be continued. Um, but honestly, lengthening and slowing the breath down can be a really great way to ground into the body. I mean, this is something that we should be doing when we're behind our desks or Mm -hmm. when we are driving or when we are making food for ourselves. Like so many of us are not breathing enough. And for me, the foundation of sensuality is breathing is, Mm -hmm. is being in our breath and being, um, being very intentional about that. So I would say like trying the faster paced breathing. Um, and again, when you're fast paced breathing, you might try rather than breathing up into the chest, breathing it into the belly, like bringing the breath into the belly instead. Um, when we breathe up into our upper respiratory, like that can cause some hyperventilation and even more anxiety. Mm-hmm. So if you want to practice breathing fast, but more in an intentional way, just try breathing faster just in your belly, like locating that breath deep into your your lower belly um, and do the same with a slower fast or slower mm-hmm. paced breath. So um, whenever you are breathing and trying to be more mindful, breathe into your belly. Cause most of us were breathing up in here anyway. Mm-hmm. I know for mm-hmm. me, whenever I'm anxious, like I hold a lot of energy in here. So what does it feel like to like drop that energy down? I mean, immediately I'm doing it right now. I can just feel more grounded. Like mm-hmm. I feel like my body is like, oh yes, I'm here. That's right. I'm not all the way up here, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. I've never heard of breathing faster either to like feel more grounded. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to try, try it that way. Um, and when you were talking about like other tools to kind of like bring yourself back into your body, I just wanted to throw one out there that I used the other night. I don't suggest this during sex because my face 
was trying to do math. So, but I like started counting by sevens. I forget who told us to hmm. do that, but it's like, it's kind of hard <laughs> once you get up there <laughs> and you have to think about it. But I was like getting so distracted at night to try to go to bed and I like breathing wasn't working. Like nothing was like calming me down. So I was like, well, what's hard for you, math? Let's try to do some. <laughs> <laughs> so like I started like counting by sevens and like that really helped me like focus on one thing and then like come back down and like calm myself down a little bit so I could like mm-hmm. focus on my call map that was reading me a mm-hmm. story but like where my brain wasn't going a million directions um yeah. so that's also something I wanted to throw out there <laughs> if breathing feels like it's still not grounding you mm-hmm. try doing math and <laughs> that'll humble you and you will be quick. grounded <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> absolutely but I like that um so I think we also want to get into being central with like a partner a little mm-hmm. bit too. I Yeah, because you already mentioned some of the ways in which mm-hmm. like those same practices can be used can with apply. a partner, but I think we do have some more specific yeah. questions. Yeah, maybe like how to start like laying the groundwork with a partner. Like say you're both in it to be sensual and to like be intentional. Um, like what are some good first like intros like maybe you're making dinner like you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. how to start laying that groundwork with a date when you're both trying to be intentional yeah um I think it was Esther Perel that said foreplay begins at the end of the last orgasm and I loved that I Mm love the idea that like foreplay is not this act like five minutes, 15 minute act that you do before you get to the hanky panky, but is Mm -hmm. like something that you are doing and cultivating throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think about that when it comes to sensuality, like what are some ways that you can create a sensual environment for yourselves um, outside of the sexual context, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe that is cooking together and making it a practice. Like how many of our senses can we, arouse or heighten as we are cooking, you know, like what are we smelling and what are we tasting and what are we seeing, you know, creating that as a practice, um, doing things that can get you into your physical body as well. Um, again, outside of a sexual context, um, I'm thinking about, uh, eye gazing is something that is, is a really, a really good practice, I think, for just creating intimacy and space for that sensuality and vulnerability to come through. I will admit that eye gazing is hard for me because it feels very, very intimate and very vulnerable. And sometimes I don't like to do it because I'm like, don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but there's it's it's beautiful. It's a really beautiful thing. Is that um, before or is that during, during sounds very scary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think that the trick with sensuality is not seeing sensuality as a precursor to sex, but as a way of being that leads to great sex, the more that you do it, if that makes sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm thinking about ways that a couple can create a sensual atmosphere for themselves outside of a, a sexual context. Mm-hmm. So like when you are sitting on the couch, binge watching Netflix or something, like what are some ways that you can make that experience sensual? And not because like, we're going to have sex later, but like I identify that I am a sensual being. And I also identify that you are a sensual being and our bodies want to be close to each other. Our bodies want to feel good. So what are the things that I can do to make your body feel good in this moment? Maybe it is massaging your feet. Maybe it is cuddling closer. Maybe it's breathing in your partner's scent on their neck. Like taking those moments to slow down a little bit and 
feel each other's bodies, feel each other's energies, like that to me can create so much possibility for arousal and fun and playfulness within a sexual context. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that yeah. like really mm-hmm. hit something for me. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like, I don't even want to talk about it in a sexual way. Like I want to mm-hmm. keep it as that form of like, getting to know, like connecting. Mm-hmm. It's about like, I acknowledge you as sensual. I'm sensual. And like, how can we use that to just connect and like acknowledge each other's presence mm-hmm. right here? Which is also, I mean, in a different layer, it is what we talk about in sex a lot too. It's connecting mm-hmm. and acknowledging and seeing the other person for like what they find pleasure in and, you know, doing that. So I, that's so multi-layered already. And I think yeah. through the pandemic mm-hmm. and, you know, I've been with my partner the entire pandemic and now we have like very little personal space and all of that. It's like time together has become pretty unintentional Mm -hmm. if I'm being Mm -hmm. honest and like watching Netflix together is very much like, yep, same thing we do every night. And so I'm not thinking about like, how can I use this time to connect with you? And also like, you know, know that that will benefit our Mm -hmm. sex life as well. So that is so cool to think about how that time can really be a different way to utilize yeah. it as not a precursor to sex. Like mm-hmm. I really like that. Yeah. As someone yeah. that values quality time and like all that, like those love <laughs> exactly. language things, you know? Yeah. I, what I, what I'm really interested in right now is like the idea of taking sex out of the center of my relationship. I think for me, I have been taught through so many different mediums that sex is what makes a romantic relationship. And if you're not having sex, you're not communicating, you're not um, connected or whatever. And I think that that can be true, but I also feel like that puts a lot of pressure on us to connect with ourselves or connect with each other sexually. If like, maybe we don't feel like it. Like we're in a pandemic right now. A lot of us are fucking freaking out and scared and stressed and anxious. Um, and for some of us, you know, that the way to sort of cure that anxiety is to have sex. But for a lot of us, like, you know, there, I, I think what I'm trying to get at, and I'm kind of like going on a tangent here, but I think for a lot of us, um, it would be really interesting to try to explore like what are the ways that we can be physically intimate with each other that have nothing to do with having an orgasm and that have nothing to do with like, if I do this, that means we're going to have sex. Like, what does it look like for me to be like, I want to feel your body and that's all I want. Like I, and I, I want to have that experience of feeling your body be a pleasurable experience. And it doesn't go into sex. It doesn't have to go into sex. Maybe it shouldn't go into sex because like, that is a language that we all know. And that is something that we're all taught to do all the time. I don't see a lot of people talking about like, it's okay if like sex for you or intimacy for you is just like having that quality time and that intention with each other. I've noticed that as I've deprioritized sex from my relationship, it's giving me more opportunity and space to explore different forms of intimacy that I haven't been able to explore because I always thought the ultimate intimacy is sex. And it's been opening up my eyes to the ways that like I can feel sensual and pleasurable with my partner that has nothing to do with penetration or an orgasm or any type of sex at all. And it's been really, it's been really fun. It's been really Mm -hmm. interesting. And um, 
yeah, I, I just, what I love about sensuality is that it's, it's really creating so much more space in my life to explore what pleasure is Mm -hmm. outside of what I think a lot of us are taught, um, it should look like. Mm -hmm. That was beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like absorbing, Mm -hmm. trying to absorb (laughs) everything that you're saying because that's a huge shift. It is for, for starting this interview thinking of sensuality one way and like Mm -hmm. now by the end of it realizing it as like this huge untapped part of you that you can Mm -hmm. really start like taking advantage of like understanding your pleasure and how you just want to move in the world well and I think you know that idea of deprioritizing sex is so interesting because we put so much pressure on sex because mm-hmm. it is seen as this ultimate form of connection if it's not working if you know you aren't having sex right. it's like well then your relationship must not be doing so well or you know the pressure is really damaging to mm-hmm. a lot of people whether that's like their ability to perform so to speak and so like that deprioritizing it kind of releases that pressure. And if you're able to find those connections in other ways through, you know, more sensual ways, it's so interesting to think about how that would affect Mm -hmm. your sex life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Beautiful. I loved this. (laughs) This made me so happy. I know. Is there anything you feel like we didn't touch on that you wanted to get into? Um, Well, okay. I want to do a shameless plug because we have been talking about sensuality and I think a really great way to explore sensuality is through folks that can sort of like guide you through this Mm -hmm. process of coming home to your sensual self. Um, And I wrote a book called Sensual Self that does Mm -hmm. exactly that. Um, It is a guided journal that is designed to help you with prompts and exercises, connect to your sensuality and your body and what gives your body pleasure, like one prompt at a time. Um, And it's, it's something that, I wrote because, you know, for me, sensuality is more than just an idea, you know, like we're talking about sensuality here, but the way to experience it is by like doing it, like embodying it. And I wanted to write a book that wasn't just a whole bunch of theory about sensuality, wasn't just like, here are some practices that you could do, but actually being like, here is a question, like, what does pleasure feel like in your body? What does an enthusiastic yes feel like in your body? Knowing that by answering these questions and participating in some of these exercises, that it's just giving you more connection to who you are as a sensual person. Um, And I mean, I think so much was discussed today in terms of practices you can try and breathwork techniques. Um, But if anyone is looking specifically about like what it looks like to create their own um, relationship with their sensual selves to like really reclaim that, um, they should definitely check out my book, Sensual Self, which is available at any bookstore that you can find it. Absolutely. And it will be in the show notes. I have it. I am starting it and I have never been more excited. Um, <laughs> like, I'm so excited I'm, for you. And it's beautiful too. It is a it's beautiful a book. It's a beautiful book. Mm-hmm. So you. all around, just a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Is there anywhere else that our listeners can continue connecting with you after the episode? Yeah, they can um, also listen to my podcast. It's also called Sensual Self. Um, Talk a lot about some of the sensual practices that I talked about here and just other conversations about pleasure and connecting to the body and asexuality. And um, yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff. So they can find me over at the podcast and um, also on Instagram. I'm there sometimes uh, at evian.whitney. 
sensual seduction. Now you know how to do it. Now you know. Because you can be sensual. And then once you're sensual, you can learn how to bring it into sexual. Sexuality. Mm-hmm. How many <clears throat> syllables can I make a single word? Yeah, that's a fun, that's a fun game. Thank you, Evian, for being... It's a fun game. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm going to take away your mic. You're done. <laughs> can you hear me? Oh, no, you can not hear you. I'm going to keep thanking our guests. Thank you, Evian, for being on the podcast today. I was not lying when I said that your voice is truly enchanting. I was lost in your stories and in your advice. It was hard for me to like wrap it back around and like continue a conversation. It was just like meditative. Mm-hmm. And then when you're already feeling like it's a, it's like a aha moment throughout the episode, it's like fuck. Anyway, it's a spiritual orgasm. It's a spiritual <laughs> orgasm. And thank you to our listeners. I know the first seven minutes of this episode <laughs> was rough for Cass and I, but we're here and you're here. And you're welcome. And you're welcome. And and and. Um, we love you, so show us you love us by sharing this episode with just one person. Just like go ahead, press that share button. It's in whichever app you're listening on, and mm-hmm. just text it to somebody and be like, "Hey, this Next. is really cool." And add I mean, a picture of your butt and bada bing, bada boom, bada bing, bada boom. There's your full gift. That's a birthday <laughs> present. You don't need that's, anything else. That's a great Wednesday. Yeah, honestly, talk about a hump day. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> anyways, or just send this episode I forgot the word um and then if you're like oh my god what else can I do like I just want to give you so much of my love and it's like okay we totally get it just like head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate review and subscribe to Honey Doobie and you're like done friend like we will just love you forever (laughs) oh my god (laughs) jeez I swear it's the green juice I had this morning (laughs) it was good green juice um what emoji should they leave yeah, I was thinking that or like one of the magical people. Shush, shush. Don't <laughs> shush me, bitch. You mean a wizard? Yeah, one of the wizards. What about a fairy? Yeah. A See, fairy. when I keep talking, ideas keep flowing. Shh, shh, shh. we're done now. <laughs> we're done. Um, so I guess we'll see you next week, right, Cass? All right, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.